the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Hello, listeners. Corey and I wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded on Sunday, August 13th, 2023. Short At the very beginning of the episode, we talk a little bit about the history of Hawaii and what contributed to this horrific fire. Since this time in the last two weeks, we've discovered that over a thousand people have perished or are still missing. The sources we mention for aiding Maui are still valid at this time, and we encourage you to stand strong with Maui and respect the indigenous people who live there. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. We're coming at you live from the beginning of a heat wave. Bow, 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 bow. Yes, we are. It's supposed to get upwards of 90 the next couple of days, which... Yeah. For those of you who live in hot places, yes, we know, it's very <laughs> hot for here. Yeah, it's very hot so for here. So shush. We've had very little rain. So little rain. Yeah. And every time it feels like it's gonna rain, it doesn't. And I'm like, beans. What is going on? Just one, oh, one good day of rain would be amazing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. on that note. Yeah. I'd like to talk about Lahaina and Hawaii just a little bit. Yeah. I think, especially here in the Seattle area, almost everybody knows somebody from Hawaii because a lot of times when people move from the island, they come here. And I became close to a mom of one of my students years ago when I was teaching high school, and I'm still in touch with her. And she has a house there. She's native. And I visited her in La Lahaina when we went to Hawaii, the one and only time I've been, and we had lunch, and she showed us around the town and the banya tree. I think I'm saying that right. And so I just want to give very, very quickly a really quick history of Lahaina and Hawaii, in case you don't know, and in case you don't know why this fire happened. And then I will talk more in my sparks about what you can do to help. So in 1892-93, capitalist and United States businessman Min illegally seized, I'm going to speak as if I'm speaking to them, illegally seized your land and disrespected your queen. When she rejected constitutional limits on her powers, they decided that they could take the island completely, and they did. Because you're smaller with less military, the U.S. tried to make it their own rather than act as a protector from other military forces that were indeed threatening you at that time. They say it was bloodless, but Queen, we know they killed your husband and they forced you to abdicate to stop bloodshed. From that time until 2016, the land was uprooted for sugarcane plantations. There was already sugarcane there and... The people were and farming cane. They had planted it back in, I think, 1815. But when the U.S. came in, the land was disrespected. It was used. It was abused. The water was sucked from the land for the production of sugar in a mass market way. And when it had stripped the land of all it could, and after Hawaii became a state, 
and they could no longer treat the employees as indentured service, which they had for almost a hundred years since they annexed it. And then they had to pay them a living wage. Then they found cheaper places to go, like India and other countries that they colonized. And in 2016, they closed the last sugarcane mill. But they did not heal the land or replace the water or heal the people that had been hurt or the descendants of the ancestors that were so abused. And thus, a fire has wiped out what used to be the capital of Hawaii where the queen resided. So, there's a little bit of history and what's gone on and why you might be seeing some very angry people who are still begging people not to come to Maui because some people are dumb. (laughs) And just, I don't know why people think it's okay to go and vacation there right now. I, I, (laughs) as much as I would love to visit. Yeah, I am not going to. Yeah, if I could. When I went, I don't think well, I'm I, I was not as aware of the situation as I am now. And it sounds like you were invited by a friend. No, we went for my 50th birthday. I just oh. happened to know people gotcha. there. Uh, and I do know several people there. Yeah. And would go if invited. I will not go as a tourist because part of the yeah. other problem is between tourism and I know not, I know the Hawaiian people are not a monolith. I know that they disagree and some people don't want tours there ever. Other people, absolutely, please come. We want you here. But do, do your own research. Talk to your people if you have them there. And after this is over, make decisions based on your conscience and yeah yeah your value system yeah exactly yeah i think the only way i would go is if i was invited by someone to be like stay at my home yeah 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 or here this will help me out financially go stay in my airbnb that you know my family's had for centuries sure (laughs) or yeah so yeah and i'll talk a little bit more about this and what you can do when we get to our sparks right on and we love you, Hawaii. We love you, everybody who's going through all this. I cannot begin to comprehend when looking at the picture. So we love you. And a little note to folks who are not immediately touched by this. Mm-hmm. Believe the people who are speaking. Oh gosh, yes, and please. do not get defensive if you can help it about their yeah. anger towards the lower 48. Because yeah. they are rightful to it. Yeah, they come by it honestly. Yeah. And, and I have a feeling most of our listeners are on board with that. Yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, we never know who's <laughs> yeah, listening. You but, never know. Um, yeah, it's a, it's shitty. Yeah. It's shitty, and it could have been prevented, just like so many wildfires. Yes. <laughs> but yes. that's a conversation for another time. Do your witchy magic, people. Do your witchy magic. Listen to mm-hmm. people who know how to be stewards of the land. Yep. Basic just acknowledgement, a land acknowledgement is not enough. It has to be followed up with action. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, yeah. Did I tell you that I've been working on calculating my real rent? No. What I'm, have you come up with? I'm in the process of. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm able to, with student loans coming back, I don't know what I'm able to do, but yeah. I'm doing my best. Yeah. Yeah, same. Tammy and I have done that. I have something from our Discord. Yes, please. Somebody reached out to me after the Witches Market episode from last week. Woohoo. And before you leave today, help me get back on so I can okay. see stuff. <laughs> uh, they, I'm not going to give a name. Okay. And I'm not going to share the whole thing that they wrote to me. Okay. Because I don't want to share anything too personal. Got it. You know who you are. You wrote to me on the Discord talking about how your grandma lived in La Paz till she was 27. And La Paz is where that witch's market is that we talked about. And I asked if there were some fun facts that she told them about and if I could read them on the pod. And they said, definitely. So here is what they wrote that I will read to you now. She said that a long time ago, the people who lived by the mountains discovered a place where a big group of witches were living and people would go there to let them read their hands and cards and they would help with any kind of spiritual help as well as sicknesses and treating them with plants. She said that they would predict things so well, even the president of Bolivia, they predicted that. Whoa. So that's wild. My grandma is a very Catholic person, so she thought it was evil at first, but... She told me that when she was 18, she sought out the help of one of those people at the market because a man at her job who was way older than her kept asking her out and getting very aggressive and he wouldn't take no for an answer and he followed her home one day. She told me she didn't want to go, but that she had no choice because she didn't know what else to do. She says they drank tea and talked for about 45 minutes and then she said the next day at work she didn't see him and shortly after that he was fired from the company for showing up late too many times. Oh, wow. Um... There's a, another message that I will not read because it seems very personal, but thank you so much for sending that because I know that that place is real, but that makes it even more real to hear about a person's personal experience with it, you know? Mm. Uh, so thank you for that. And that is also something I want to say to all of our listeners. If you hear us talk about something and you are like, I have experience with that thing, please message us either on the Discord or email us. If you DM me personally on Discord, I will likely see it. So please feel free to do that. Don't abuse that privilege. (laughs) (laughs) But please do reach out to us because I don't know about you, Detta, but I love hearing that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love talking to you all. I have actually on Patreon started Zooming with people in our Patreon just to chat sometimes about certain things. You know, somebody had a question and was kind of not feeling it and... We met for a half an hour, 45 minutes, and it was totally fun. So, you know, when we have time, yeah, it, it, it happens. And I've seen people using the voice chats and the Discord, so Woo-hoo. that's fun. Do that. Love that. So oh, good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I can't wait to be back on so I can see you all. So our little babble at the beginning was kind of long today. But yeah. what are we talking about? Well, actually, hang on for just one more moment. Oh. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Very quickly, y'all. I just want to talk about our Patreon just a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah. Just a very, very teeny bit. The new moon is coming up. Actually, the new moon is the day we drop this episode. And if you're a member of Patreon in the Double Double or the All Access, you have already received the new moon in Virgo ritual and an idea for a 14-day spell. And we're also getting ready to do our live classes again in September. Right now, we're doing them. 
but they're not live because summer's just so it's hard people it's can't so come it's hard. no big deal yeah and we did a poll in at the end of 2022 for all these classes and now we have classes all the way through gosh probably march of next year mm-hmm. but we'd love more suggestions and those are the class ideas are open to everybody and i'll post something on instagram when we post the next poll if you want to come in and you can always drop in just for the class or you know you know come and stay whatever yeah. you want but we've done banishings mindings blessings a wand class three or four more that i can't think of right now uh we've done working with the elements we broke that into two classes not magic healing magic warding your home transportation and self ancestral magic which we're going to revisit in october as a ritual mm. later in the month not that will be extra uh, aside from our class working with hecate persephone and demeter and coming up in august we're gonna start building your toolbox and we're lots of things this fall this fall is gonna be so fun oh my gosh keys charms talismans divination spirit boards crystals all of it it's gonna be so much fun so yes if you want to come join us even for a month we would love to see you there yeah that's it i feel like time has been going awfully quickly time yeah really yeah quickly so quickly yeah do you want to say what we're talking about? Today? I mean, I was trying to do like a cute little segue. You did. Because we're talking about chronomancy this yes, week. Yes, we are. If you don't know what that is, time magic. Well, we'll get into what it, what yes. the word means, but that's what we're talking about is time. Time keeps on slipping, slipping. Oh, see, we went somewhere else. I went to, I went to uh, time is on my side oh i love that yes it is (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if this is an example of someone who is in the latter part of her grown life (laughs) and someone who is still in the the middle maiden part of her life i don't know i'm pretty solidly in the middle i feel like yeah you gotta come up with another one other than mother what is that i don't know i nurture my cats yeah i nurture my garden there we go i cook like a mom (laughs) <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's head to the library. Yes, let's head to the library. Corey. Yes, do you have a definition? I, I do. do. <laughs> I do. So according to um, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. She just pushed up her glasses. Now. I did. <laughs> Not great for an audio medium. I love it. To determine the favorable time for an action, formerly practiced especially in China. The word chronomancy broken up. The the etymology comes from the Greek. Chrono meaning time and matea, nope, mantea meaning divination. I have a relative named Matea, so that just kind of popped right into my head. So mantea, which turns into mancy for divination. And it is, this is a quote straight from the Wikipedia, but I couldn't think of a better way to say it. It is used in fiction to refer to the supernatural manipulation of time. I don't want you to think that I put that really nice sentence together. I didn't, but it's exactly what I would have said, but I wouldn't have said it as well. (laughs) You can also find that almost exactly word for word what you just said on Mm -hmm. the occultworld.com. So I wonder if Wikipedia got it from. Well, I wonder if a lot of websites that I found got it from Wikipedia. No. There's a lot of stuff I found that all had the exact same wording. So before you come for my neck, like, (laughs) I know, I know. 
And <laughs> here's the thing is that it was very difficult to research. Yeah. Because yeah. Because so much of it is no longer, it is completely divorced from its original practice and is instead now just all about the games. fictional fictionalized version of it. So many games. <laughs> so many games use it. But uh, you have some fun definitions and stuff as I well. Do. I do. Divine Hand Jim talked about the difference between Kronos and Kronos, spelled with a C, sometimes with a K, and then the other one spelled with a K. It's the difference between the Greek and the Roman. They have since in modern day pretty much melded. And Tammy and I had an amazing conversation about this. And she's like, no, no. I said, well, what in fact? No. She goes, no. <laughs> So this was her, one of her, she was a history major. I can hear her. Yeah. Can you say, it's like, no, no, it was, it, it just, it just was, they were, anyway, it was a great conversation that I can't relay all of and really wouldn't have a lot to do with this anyway, but it was totally fun and I learned a lot. But Kronos refers to time as a duration or sequence and Kairos names a seasonal cyclic kind of time. Like, it's the right time to plant tomatoes or to make dinner or to go to war. <laughs> uh, with your tomatoes. With your tomatoes, exactly. <laughs> and for a lot of human history, Kairos was the definition of time. That is what we went by. And not the linear kind of time. Mm -hmm. And also, and I think Jenna talks about this too. Oh, probably. Book the, is so thick. Yeah, it it's was not great. huge, but it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thick in ideas. Chapter four for her is the time chapter. Blew my mind apart. I It's just awesome. She explains the difference between specific and general relativity, the theories between them, which have so much to do with time, which mm -hmm. I am going to talk just a little bit about in the library and then more when we get out there. Because the Kronos and the Kairos and all of these definitions of time influence my chronomancy a lot and it's only been 1500 years that most people have even had a, a commonly agreed kairos and so to put it another way kairos is a three-dimensional including time space and meaning time as a story however chronos is flat referencing only time and space those are some definitions from a cult world.com and I'll put that in the show notes but also from this amazing human called Josh Pauling and if you want to go down a rabbit hole about time and living in Kronos time versus Kairos time their writings are prolific there are lots of other writings and I'm gonna again over on Patreon in case you're interested I in the scribe area and above I will list all of my millions of sources that I found going down this rabbit hole Corey looks very confused well I'm just I'm looking at as I do whenever we talk yeah. about Greek and Roman stuff I just I get very interested in what came from the Greek and became the mm -hmm. Roman. And so I was like, in my mind, I was like, I thought Kronos turned into Saturn when he became he Roman. He did. And then I looked yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I just skipped that little tiny area. and But Saturn becomes then... Uh, Saturn and... All these names sound the same in Greek, too, because they like do. you were talking about Kronos, and then you're talking about Kairos, and then I was like, do you mean Kairos? That's K-A-I-R-O-S? And yes. then I was like, that can't be right, because that's the guy that's like this other thing. And then I was like, 
yep. got myself confused with Chiron, who is a centaur. The, yeah, and, <laughs> and a wounded healer. But you're right about the the Saturn stuff. I just didn't, I don't know a ton about that. I just discovered it. I had a long conversation with Tammy about it yesterday. Yeah. But I don't know enough to talk about Saturn and that becoming of Saturn. Yeah. And I didn't think it had to do with our chronomancy, but it might. And it might I after I learn more about it. But the Greek, uh, the Greek god of time, Kronos, was and is, in my research, not according to Tammy, is the original god of time versus the Romans, Kairos, who was a titan and the father of Zeus. Hmm. Which I was like, wait, I thought. Anyway, I, my pantheons got all confused. It's also Greek pantheons yeah. are so complicated yeah. and roman pantheons are so complicated it's all over it's all yeah. over the place and and then the other person that i found or god that i found before we can head to the before i'm willing to stop talking <laughs> and head to the bonfire was ion who's perpetually unbounded the future and is a returning cycle spelt a-i-o-n yes and that is also Greek, is a Hellenistic deity associated with time, the orb or circle encompassing the universe, and the zodiac. So yeah, that's all my library. Time, one thing I want to say before we go to the bonfire yeah. about time. First of all, thank you for all of that. Oh yeah, and I, yeah, and I have more to talk about at the bonfire. <laughs> I just, generally speaking, yeah, time is one of the things that if I think about it for too long or too hard, mm -hmm. becomes existentially quite upsetting to me. Oh, okay. And not like this. This is fine. This is fine. But like if I sit down and think about like our concepts of time and how we've interpreted time and why is there 60 seconds and why is there 12 months when there should be 10 and why didn't we continue with the lunar calendar and why didn't this or this or this and like I get existentially very unsettled uh in the same way that i get not in the same way but similar effect different feeling that i get when i'm like laying down and looking up at the sky mm -hmm. um or thinking about how very very tiny we are like they're same impact different feeling time fucks me up bad I have some time stuff that I'm going to share with people at the bonfire that maybe Corey and I will chat and I'll put it as an extra sode. No, no, I'll be fine. Ears. I'll be fine. It'll be fine. If I okay. have to go away, I have all the tools I need to go away for a minute. So, like, okay, okay. I'm selective dissociation. I'm a pro. Let's do it. Let's go to the bonfire. Let's go to the bonfire. Then. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm hoping. That this will help a little bit. Personal versus external time. Mm. They are different, mm -hmm. everyone. And I found a fun fact, which you may have already known. Simultaneously, the root of that word, simult, mm -hmm. means a supernatural coincidence, two or more divinely inspired events that occurred at or near the same period of time that are related to each other in both noticeable and unnoticeable characteristics. That's a really cool thing. To Isn't know. that I'd never fun? heard that. I'd never heard that. I was just like, yeah. I'm going to write down that word so I can look it up. Yeah, simult. S-I-M-U-L-T. And 
I, I think I already mentioned that Jenna Matlin's book, Chapter 4, she talks about special relativity and general relativity. Please do check out our interview with her for more mm. information about that because it was so fun. It was so good. And dynamic versus static time. I'm going to put some resources for everybody, not just Patreon, about that. I also have some time travel stuff that has influenced me as well as paradoxes and theories on paradoxes Stephen Hawking's ideas of time and travel are fucking fascinating <laughs> I don't always agree with him I know <laughs> the, the most genius mind I'm sorry I disagree with you Mr. Hawking I mean he would probably be cool with that because <laughs> yeah. disagreement is fun yeah mine is not based in science though mine is based in feelings and experience and so I don't know and monochronic versus polychronic which i know jenna has a chart for in her book and i just find that study so fascinating loop theory is also something that might come up in my discussion as of what i use chronomancy for and stuff as well so just those are kind of resources mm -hmm. not specific resources but i do have specific resources and i'll pass those on later yeah so yeah. time has been something that uh it is in my opinion, in my opinion and experience, time is something that, much like the ocean, mm -hmm. does not care about you. It's going to keep moving and keep doing its thing, and you are going to come along for the ride. It is not bad or good; it just is. That is how I feel about time. That's also how I feel about the ocean and like tornadoes and stuff. They don't care. They're not bad or good. They do the thing they're designed to do, and then they stop. Except that time doesn't stop, but it might someday. Who's to say? That's the part that fucks me up. Our, like, time, the argument about whether time existed before our concept of it is fascinating to me. Yes, it is. Because also, like, we don't know. We weren't there. We weren't there when the first person was like, here's a word for this phenomenon we experience every single moment of the day. I'll never know. We'll never know. In my experience and what I've read and understand about chronomancy mm -hmm. like broadly speaking what i understand yeah is that chronomancy is a form of determining when something should be done and that this can be achieved through a number of different divinatory mm -hmm. means so tarot the runes, zodiac the zodiac yeah all of that stuff just like we learned from mortellus that so many practices are actually necromancy yeah so many practices can be chronomancy yeah and i think that's neat but I would like to talk just for a moment, if I could, oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. about games. Oh, please. So if you play video games or TTRPGs, you have probably heard of Chronomancy as a school of magic. Arthur Eggfort in Dimension 20, uh, their first campaign, Fantasy High, <laughs> his whole thing is that he's a chronomancer. His whole thing is time magic. What that looks like in games, usually is people slowing down time, stopping time, going back in time, turning back time, turning back the effects of time, jumping forward in time to receive information, which is, I think, the closest thing to what we do on this plane. Wow. Um, but, like, chronomancy is one of the most, in my opinion, powerful forms, powerful schools of magic, because it's extraordinarily dangerous but it's also extraordinarily powerful and can do incredible good. I agree and have experienced so much of this. 
if you try to look up chronomancy, the first thing you're going to see is chronomancy 3.5e D&D. And not mm-hmm. just the first thing, yeah. the first like two the first, Google like, pages. Huge pages of stuff. Detta and I are probably going to have different experiences of chronomancy in the in like our lives and either agree or disagree on things about mm-hmm. chronomancy. And that is fine and good and rad. Yeah. Just yeah. a heads up. We are not a monolith either. No, we aren't. Um, we aren't. That's true. When it comes to like time stuff in my practice, mm-hmm. I don't really like to go too far forward too specifically. I like to be specific about my immediate choices mm-hmm. or like things I should look out for. But I am not trying to sp- like I spy too far into the future specifics wise. Got it. Just because like I don't think that's any of my business. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's, that's not my an business. That's interesting way to look. And plus it's not set in stone, everyone. Yeah. Kind of like I'm, the back I'm, of my hair and the back of my yeah. outfit is none of my business. <laughs> the future is none of my business. <laughs> Except for what I can do as the next right thing. Got it. And so, like, I, I'm fine with, like, gists or, like, broad strokes. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to be like, what's the color of the hair of the person I'm going to fall in love with? I don't want that. I don't want to know that. That's stressful. There's a whole movie about that from the 80s where that girl gets a, like, crystal ball reading and the woman describes her, her like, the man she's going to marry and it, like, fucks up her life. Anyway. Um, oh, wow. I can't remember the name of it. It's not, it's not important. But, um... I like to play chronomancy stuff in games. Okay. I think that's fun, being able to like speed up and slow down time. Uh-huh. But when I experience speed ups and slow down of time in real life. But you do experience It usually them. means I'm having a mental problem. Okay. For me. For you. Okay. It usually means I'm dissociated. Okay. Or completely unattached. Do you remember when we chatted about the different feeling between disassociation and this type of stuff yeah gosh i wish i could remember what episode that was on and yes we knew then that we had different experiences of that it does not feel safe to me yeah or good to me don't do it then so so learn from Corey. if it does not feel good or safe or it feels traumatic stop but like there is also the like accidental sort of passage of time where you're like crocheting or reading a book or something and all of a sudden six hours have gone by and you're like what happened like that, that's mm-hmm. fine. That That is like disconnecting yourself from the outside world for a moment in a creative way that accidentally puts you like forward in time. Yeah. Faster. But that is... An ex- or slower. Or slower. And that is an experiential thing for me as opposed to like an intentional thing for me. Well, and that then... Is, and this is why I think this conversation is important for when you do your magic. Mm-hmm. That then begs the question... Does time exist on this plane (laughs) or have we made it exist and it actually exists on another plane and we are in that plane working on it, which is why some people can step out of time. And I don't have that feeling. I I worked really, really, really hard uh, with many therapists to learn when I was disassociating and how to stop it and how to integrate certain parts of myself. And I did that for 20 years. (laughs) And so I feel really clear and positive about when I'm starting to disassociate. When Donald Trump became president, I disassociated. And I was I was actually I called my my therapist shop person and said, I think I'm disassociating. And she was like, yes, yes, you are. Versus stepping out of time, 
which well, your I, mind also tries to protect you from things that yeah. hurt it. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I definitely experienced something different in my magic, which we'll, yeah. we're going to talk about. And I'll get more specific when I talk about specifics of what I've experienced. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I didn't interrupt no, you. No, I'm done. Oh, okay. Um, well, for one thing, I think that dealing with paradoxes or not dealing with paradoxes, which is probably what Corey would do, is not deal with paradox, can help you. Can you accept that time can exist in a way your mind doesn't comprehend right now? Can you do that? I know that. Yeah. So I deep in my bones know that time exists in a way that I don't comprehend. Yeah. Out there, out there to all of you. Can you, can you do that? A lot of questions I ask myself when I'm working with chronomancy is, am I working with time or am I traveling to parallel places? A lot of time, parallel places come when I go to the astral plane or something that is similar to the astral plane because of meditation. There is something that has been happening to me now for two years that I did the check-in of, am I going crazy? And I also talked to divine hand Jim about it and he told me and I need to reach out to him that another woman in Australia was going through the same stuff and creating artwork out of it I am seeing beans in my foliage and it is and I thought the first three times it happened I thought I'm fucking crazy I'm now going and so I tried to do some research on it there wasn't much there and then somebody said I see my fae and I see a portal in and we've talked about it on Discord that you sometimes and I have now on Patreon with other people, a lot of people have experienced this, probably not talking about it because it makes us sound crazy. That magic is that time or parallel or both. And I had a huge experience with it yesterday with a tree that it's never happened with me before. And I got so many messages that I'm still interpreting some of, some I know, and some I'll share, and some I won't, uh, but not this episode. I stepped out of time. What I thought was an hour was what felt like to me my perceived. So did I perceive it or did I step out? I don't know. I don't know if there's an appreciable difference. Yeah, I don't know if there is either. Because if you experienced it, you experienced it. So yeah. And it was a lot of information to take in and definitely felt a lot longer than two minutes. So yeah. So that's one of the ways. Do you want to go back and forth? Oh, no, you don't? I'm interested in what you've got. Oh, okay. It's really long. I just talked a bunch. Okay. I work with the magical timing of seasons and cycles, as I'm sure a lot of us do, which is why, you know, the wheel of the year, those festivals, those fire festivals that we're doing. I work with the magical timing of planets and the zodiac and astrology, but I also work with astronomy and new stars are being discovered Mm -hmm. all the time. It doesn't mean they haven't been there, just means we haven't known about them. And occasionally when I'm exploring astronomy, I find a star that ends up speaking to me and I go down that rabbit hole. I end up feeling that connection. Sometimes I get drawn to certain stars in the sky when it's clear around here, which it has been a lot lately. I'm going to try to see the Pleiades tonight. That'd be rad. Yeah, I hope I get to. So that's another way that I work with magic. I plan my spells around it. Not always, but sometimes. I plan gardening around it. I plan 
certain th- times I'm going to say things. I'm right now planning a release of something that I'm going to be doing this fall, a change and a shift in my the way I'm going to make money. I'm releasing that after Mercury retrograde and talking about that. So I, w- I work that way. The I have a huge list, slowing down time, speeding time, time as so interesting that you said time doesn't care about us. I have, I think because of the, my strong, no, I was going to say because of my strong storytelling bias, but you have that as well. Because of the way that I tell stories or whatever like that, or maybe because I'm an animist, time, I've seen it as energy, as a friend, as a monster, as a horse person of the apocalypse. It's sometimes a character to me. I definitely talk to time sometimes. I think a lot about how time exists in dreams. Does time exist on the astral plane or does it just work differently there or do I perceive it differently and does it matter? You know, I also think of time as a tether when I'm on the astral plane because time can bring me back here and I have to be very careful of my silver cord and the older I get the harder it gets for some reason you would have thought but I because I get so sucked into what I'm doing I have to remind myself to remember my cord I guess is what's happening I I think I was fearful enough at the beginning that I was like there's my cord no shade but I feel like you have to do that practice on the mundane plane as well oh I totally do (laughs) I totally do Yeah. yeah yeah you got me thinking about um Oh, yes, please talk. There's an episode <laughs> of I'm I never shut up about Dimension 20, but I I, I'm it. rewatching Fantasy High right now. And I actually just started Pirates of Leviathan. But there's a part where brief spoiler for the next minute for Fantasy High. Kristen Applebee's talks to the source that deity goes to. Like there's deity and then there's a source that deity draws from the big energy, the power of the universe. Right. And Kristen Applebee's talks to this power source and is like, like, does the universe care? Is it good or bad? And the universe says, do you want it to care? Mm -hmm. Do you want it to care about you? And she said, yes. And I said, great, then it does. Yeah. So my opinion of time and interpretation of time as indifferent doesn't mean it is bad. No. It just means that I don't need it to care about me. Yeah. Just so that we're like, everybody's on board with that. Like, I'm not saying that if you think time is like this benevolent, awesome ally that you're wrong. That's great for you. I love that for you. My God, hold on to that. But, um, but like, I am comforted by the fact that it yeah. is indifferent to me. And I hope you know that oh, yeah. I respect no, no, no. that. Totally, totally, totally. Because I did not... F- feel no at all slighted absolutely or anything or... no no your i love your beautiful interaction with the world around you <laughs> and the world outside that world sometimes um, <laughs> i don't have all of that which is also fine and i might never and that's fine too but when i'm doing divination work i'm a lot i think i'm just more interested and in, this isn't a flex i'm not bragging about this i just think i'm just more interested in what's going on right now yeah that's really what, healthy than what will come because i'm a worrier Mm-hmm. and a planner i'm the mom friend i'm the snack captain like i she is it's I, true i've seen it in action i have a borderline unhealthy relationship with control because mm-hmm. i have to be able to control the things i can't control because i'm fucking terrified of the things that i can't and so i mm-hmm. actively work to root my practice in the current time 
Yeah. And I don't like to go out of the bounds of that too far forward. I am working on going backward right now with my therapist, with my shadow work. I am working on going backward, Mm -hmm. um, which has been hard (laughs) with a capital H. So like when it comes to time, I am far more comfortable with backward. Because if I fuck with forward, the part of my anxiety that peaks goes just ham on me. So I need time to be indifferent. Because if I feel like it has a leaning one way or the other, Mm -hmm. I can't fuck with that. I can't handle that. I don't. I cannot. (laughs) I need it to be neutral. Yeah. I which understand is, that. Which is how I interact with time. So I'm more I'm more concerned about like the what what's happening now based on my actions mm-hmm. as opposed to what is the universe bringing to me. Mm-hmm. Like what is time have in store for me? I don't want to know. I just want to know what my actions will do. Okay. Which feels a little bit more concrete, I guess. I love that. Yeah. I don't think time has anything in I never think I never think of time as having something in store for me. I think of it as I kind of think of it like an herb an, or a herb. <laughs> uh, I'm trying really hard to say herb, but it just doesn't come out of my mouth naturally. I, I think that it's I do think of it as a being. I'm realizing I think of it as a being to collaborate with. And I I believe that that came naturally in the seven years that I worked with Friend, hmm. and I did talk to Friend recently and asked if I could say her say her name, so that I would stop saying my Shaw woman. Sure. Uh, so now you know. So, and the biggest thing that we did, I will call it time travel, because it felt like time travel. Going, you know, when we talk about talking to our inner child, but also there were places that I revisited that my bigger self would go back and heal like spicy psychology but it was more than psychology I I promise you it was more than that because I'd done the psychology part of it this was actually going back and healing something in the past that will affect I believe this is my belief Mm -hmm. that will affect the DNA in any line that I am a part of, not just forward, but backwards and sideways. Because I started in those sessions to see time differently. And by the way, this was without microdosing. This was all just me and Raw dog in that brain and raw dog in time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This was just my brain because I would have been too terrified. I actually am still a little afraid to microdose, but I'm I'm interested in doing it because I'd love to see where it leads. But I'd I'd want to do it in a ritual setting with with people that I trusted. And I don't know if I'll have that opportunity. I think I will because organs made it legal. The only time and, I've ever taken mushrooms, I just literally became one with the couch. Oh, is that right? So. Was it awesome? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I slept so good. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. 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 So that's, I consider that time with friend. And now I do that, actually. I, I do the things on my own now. I did it yesterday in preparation for this episode, which is when... What I think are the fae, to the best of my knowledge, I actually, yesterday I got permission from 
one of them to talk about a lot of things that were shared with me yesterday. And by the way, before yesterday, I had seen them, but I hadn't, and I had felt them, but I couldn't really understand them. And yesterday, not all of it, I understood in my brain a lot of that. And and that's also when I got, we're out of time right now. We're out, not out of time. You're, you're yeah. running late. Nope, got to go. It, we had stepped out. And again, like Corey said, it doesn't matter whether it's perception or actually happened. Because it feels. Yeah. It's how, yeah, it's been perceived that way. I think also it's interesting that you perceive time as a being because I never really thought about how I personify time. And I think that I think of time as a force. Well, or energy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think of it as a being necessarily. I think of it as an energy, I guess, more than a being. I'm the one who adds the animistic Yeah. And that's great. And you should if you do. Yeah, but as a force, yeah. There's a reason that Kronos as a deity yeah. existed, and it's because yeah. we as human beings need to personify the forces working in our world. Yes, and because it's hard to separate. We had this question from somebody who, one of the times we said, time has no meaning. <laughs> and they were like, of course it does. We're, we're moving forward. Don't you see the decay? And is that time? I mean. Or is that how we mark decay with time that is a question that philosophy (laughs) (laughs) which you don't like douchebag philosophy students (laughs) in college used to try to get into my pants by talking about are you serious oh there's nothing like a stoned (laughs) philosophy undergrad trying to make you think he's the smartest motherfucker on the planet sorry i have a lot of i have a lot of feelings If you're studying philosophy, I fucking love that for you. I love that for you. The brain and the way we think Mm -hmm. and conceptualize our world is incredible. And thought experiments and thought problems, love that. Do it. Don't try to use it as a flex at a party. (laughs) Because she's going to be not interested. Sorry. Watch us get emails being like, that's how I found my partner. I love that for you. Congratulations. (laughs) I had to sit on a lot of boring couches pretending I was interested. Um. Yeah, I think of it as a I think of it as a force. I think I think of it as in the same school as like or the same group as like the wind and yes, yes, and the sun and the ocean. I do too. But you you have a much more like animistic I do attachment than I do to those things. Yes. Yeah. I do. I do. Cuz we relate to them differently. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. Because probably a lot of you I'd love to hear actually from other people how do you personify time? yeah i mean or or the elements or anything like yeah. that because it might be different than both of us yeah and i would love to hear that yeah. because i love perspectives on that we put that call out last episode i'm so glad people reached out to you yeah i'm checking email and instagram every day y'all for for comments and letters and if you ask me anything on instagram know that it has to come to me through data because i don't check very often on instagram i'm so sorry but data is very very fastidious about getting them to me i screenshot it and say yeah. go look go look go look and talk and then she's so good about saying dash c which oh, i yes. should really do dash d so if you it's know a it's dash me. c it was me yeah yeah i found an article called the religions of the chinese it's like five pages I found on academia.com and it was talking about chronomancy and Taoism. Mm. And I did not learn enough to be able to speak on it in any kind of authoritative way. But I think it's interesting and fascinating and you should look it up because it was uh, back in the day. 
it was a huge part of the practice of Taoism was chronomancy as perceived by the people practicing it, not as like in in the original sense of divination to determine a favorable time for an action to be completed, like that kind of chronomancy, mm-hmm. determining the auspicious time to do a thing mm. is a huge part of Taoism, turns out. Wow. Yeah, I know. Not about, not relationships, and it's about the time. The time. Because that's, Paul, I'm not going to, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember it. Polychro, monochromy. Oh, polychrony. <laughs> polychrony, thank you. Uh, because I was really amazed to find out that that meant you were more based on relationships and people and the connections and that's what time meant to you rather than be on time do this by this deadline Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah interesting yeah i know a young person right now that they call it something It, it, it is a diagnosis cannot perceive time oh yeah time blindness yeah and time and also does not understand numbers aka dyscalculia Oh. Or, it, I, yes, it might be that. Well, dyscalculia is like dyslexia, but for numbers. So it's probably not the same. Oh. But Oh, I've always called my dyslexia for numbers, dyslexia for numbers. <laughs> it's called dyscalculia. <laughs> and, and they really, you can see, it's fascinating knowing this young person because you can see it. Yeah. It's so, every once in a while, I swear to God, I see like matrix ripples. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, those little bubbly oasis-y looking things around this person and I'm just like is that me being insane or starting to perceive something that the world is evolving into and I've known a couple of people with time blindness yeah and the general feeling I got from them when we have talked about it was they're they just have to do so much extra work yeah and perhaps that is the energy that you might have seen coming off them was the constant calculations they have to do Mm. to fit into the society that is so time bound Mm. society is so time bound i had a my roommate freshman year bless her heart she did a project for one of her classes where she didn't use a clock for like two weeks which would have been fine if it did not affect me and my needing to have an alarm for work in the morning and class in the morning i had to make sure my alarm was on vibrate so it wouldn't wake her up Oh so my that gosh. she would not know what time it was and all the clocks in our room were covered and whoa as a as a thought exercise it's fascinating and i love this for her practically speaking to my selfish freshman self <laughs> i was like get the fuck out of here with this <laughs> like you're ruining my life oh but i do think it i do think we are wildly attached to time in a way that oh, is yeah. often very unhealthy and when I think of like, where is it, Italy, where they nap at 2 p.m. every day? Mm. It used to be Mexico. You, they would a little, a siesta yeah, in a the afternoon. Siesta yeah. Where it's hot out, so you yep. take a nap. Yep. Like, I love that. Let's have that. But, you know, that, of course, brings us to the conversation of capitalism, capitalism and industry and whatever. Yeah, I think, I think that we are seeing currently a lot of really strange developments with our relationships to time. Oh, because oh, of the 24-hour yes. news cycle, because of all of the electrical lights. I say that like I'm a Victorian person who is being flabbergasted by electrical light. But it, everything's bright all the time. And that makes it not only difficult to 
find your circadian rhythm, but also to conceptualize what the world is like before it. Yep. And like when we were talking about caves and I was like, think about the fact that caves are lit now. They weren't then. They're very scary. Yeah, they are very and, scary. And, and like majestic and cool, but like dark. It's dork. Yep. It's the it's a hole to the center of the earth for all intents and purposes. So it's exactly what it is. So like it's dark and scary. And of course it's magic. Like obviously. Yeah. And we in the industrialized wealthy world have I think in general, I'm being very general here, no concept at all of what true darkness looks like. Except in perhaps very rural areas. Yep. And even that, it has to be very far from light pollution. It like, does. We don't and that's know. that's harder and harder to find. Yes. We don't know what dark looks like anymore, generally speaking. The other thing that I think is disrupting us as far as time goes are, and again, I have no scientific proof, y'all. This is feelings. I really don't, is 5G, 4G, all of that stuff floating through the ether all the time, those they're waves of energy that are always I mean we're using them right now yeah because you know my internet is on that's it's upstairs. got two laptops and a phone in front of her yeah yeah and even if they weren't connected there there's energy coming off of that but but they are connected to internet stuff so and I think that affects time as well yeah and like how do those waves interact with the waves coming in from outer space that are always coming in like yeah and are the aliens already here Oh my gosh, that, can we just for like a quick second? Yeah. I didn't watch that briefing or whatever, but I saw the fallout of it on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I am sorry to say, and this is just me, I'm speaking just my opinion. This is not the opinion of this podcast, this is just the opinion of one of the people on it. (laughs) I fall firmly in the, I don't fucking care right now. Like, I don't care if they're here. Mazel, I love it if they are. I'm not butthurt if they're not. We have other actual real problems to solve. Uh, my fear, the only reason I'm interested right now is because everybody is saying that they've been here since the 30s. And I just keep thinking, okay, everybody, I'm going to get real conspiracy theory right Uh-oh, now. This get is your tinfoil hat. Yeah, yeah. Get the tinfoil. Is that I really hope that I'm wrong on this feeling of that, but when I think about Ron DeSantis, <laughs> I try not to, but okay, go on. Yeah, how does it help him to kill thirty thousand people in his voting state, in the state where people vote? Because he actively did that, and there's proof of it. He actively told people after he saw the evidence that being vaccinated mm. was helping and working he went out and started a campaign to get people to stop getting vaccinated yeah and if you think about all the people who are ruining the climate and i'm just like could they be trying to make a new space for themselves without human i mean that thoughts it's not actually a conspiracy theory it's just a thought that goes through my head i'm not invested in it but the thought has crossed my mind because and then tammy looked at me when i shared this with her and she goes Dada, some people are just bad. Yeah. And I went, I know that, but that bad? I mean, like, usually they're bad with a motivation of how it's going to help them. And she said, no, no, you're right. I said, how does this help DeSantis? But see, and this can totally be cut and it doesn't have to go in here because okay. we are going down a rabbit hole. Oh, we are so going down. But when you say 
it has to benefit them. That's how you and I operate. We like, like that's how we can conceptualize that kind of thing. Like if I do a thing, how does this benefit us? Right? Or, like or how benefit does, the people how I this, care about? Or... How does this benefit? But I watched this incredible thing this morning and I can't remember where I saw it, where this guy explained that like it doesn't matter to certain types of thinkers. And he framed it as, you know, the conservative far right. But I'm just going to be more broad than that. To certain types of thinkers, the only reason to make a decision is the opposition to the opposition. Right. Jesus. God. So like there is no thought Sorry. towards benefit. Wow. I know. Isn't that wild to think about? I can't. Like, they don't care. Like, that person. I'm trying to put myself in those shoes. I don't want to use, like, they. I don't want to, like, divide or anything. I just, like, there are certain minds that have become so deeply entrenched in a way of thinking that benefit doesn't factor into it. It is entirely about reaction to the opposition. Wow. So, like, if the left, I say left, the left in this country is very center, let's be honest. Um, the left, 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 The left. far, like, the, <laughs> the reasonable say vaccinate. So that type of brain has to say no vaccinate. Opposite of you. Opposite wow. of you is my personality. And I was like, that frames the world in a way that is a lot Makes a lot of sense. So what she's telling me is that it's probably not aliens, everybody. Well, that's why. <laughs> I mean, if you, no. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. There's so much but I don't it is know. A hole. There's so yeah. much I don't know. <laughs> so much. And I'm fine with that. I need to know the things I need to know, and some things aren't for me to know. That's not to say that I operate on blind faith because I think that's deeply harmful in a lot of ways, mm. or has been in my life. And you don't operate on a spiritual bypass either. No, no, you don't. I'm, but there are just some things that I'm not going to know. I am never going to understand cell phones. Oh. I'm never going to understand them. Please, that is not a challenge to try. <laughs> don't try. Don't try. If it if it helps <laughs> stop you from typing right now, that's something my ex used to do a lot. So it's deeply triggering for me. Don't do it. <laughs> but I'm never going to understand that. But do you know what I don't need to understand, really? Mm-hmm. How the cell phones bounce from the satellite yeah. to another phone. I just know that it does. I understand wires better. Like, I understand landlines. I understand switchboards. I understand telegrams. But I don't really understand cell phones. I pretend that I understand them because I feel like I understand the travel of light and energy. Sure. So I don't know if I actually do, but I think I do. And radio waves. Yeah. So and how those travel. You understand anyway. them enough to get by. I'm going to bring it back. Yeah, sorry. Because that brought it back t- for me to frequency, which Ooh. goes back to time Good for movie. me. <laughs> it does because of, oh, frequency. Fucking love that film. I love that film. Yeah. Oh, my god. Were gosh. you not expecting me to know that movie no <laughs> and, and it became a series for a while i wanted it to last so badly i never watched the series but oh, the movie's very good well yeah oh the movie's so good you all oh my goodness yes frequency but uh time and music i also do a lot of time magic with my music and when you sl- let's say you're doing a spell and you are using music for that spell and you draw out a note that is a different energy that you are putting into that spell than if you're going staccato and very quickly and so that time that rhythm is time Mm -hmm. and the way that you're applying time as a physical thing to another physical thing that you are creating yourself there's a reason that in songs that have time signature changes in them 
your body feels like it lurches on yeah. because the time changed. Yes. Yeah. It did. So I find that That's phenomenally awesome. powerful. And I find it phenomenally powerful using that consciously in my magic. And sometimes I'll start to use it consciously and then I'll go into Zen land and up to higher realms and without drugs, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I also think the other thing for uh, time magic is uh, magical realism, which we don't have time to get into because we're already over 60 minutes. So uh, anyway, maybe we'll revisit this. If you want us to revisit this and listen to us yammer about time, <laughs> we can. Yeah. Or if you want us to go deeper into one of the magical things, this was, I want you to think of this like a survey class. We just introduced a lot of concepts. We didn't dive deep into them. So, yeah. You Might I decide, teach survey classes? Yes, I do. You can decide to put it on your schedule if you want, but, <laughs> but this was just for survey. Yeah. Do you uh, want to throw up some sparks? I would love to do that. Hey, let's do it. Before we do our sparks, we would like to shout out a new patron. Say hello to Ashlyn. Hello, Ashlyn. Welcome to the Patreon. Yes, and to all of those who want to remain anonymous, but you joined us. We love you and appreciate you and so grateful. You're the best. Yes, and there were a lot of bills due this month, so we really appreciate God you. God bless. <laughs> God bless you. My spark is another creator that I found at the witch's market when we went and i have already worn their jewelry a number of places and gotten a lot of discussions started about them because they're cool and i mean compliments which obviously make you feel good but i would like to talk about where prehistory we mentioned them in the when we went through the business cards yes but it is a jewelry uh creators that use fossils to make jewelry so i have a couple of awesome bull shark teeth and a mosasaur necklace and they are amazing and just i feel powerful wearing them oh because i'm like best. thank you so much for listening please if you are so inclined follow us on our socials which is instagram facebook and tiktok at bonfire babble podcast you can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington. 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah. And if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.